Google's Google's not silly. Google can see something that's not true. So just go out there, be consistent, be slow and steady. SEO is not about quick wins. It's about a slow and steady process. And, you know, if I've done an hour with someone about SEO, I, I always say to them, don't go and try and do everything immediately. Google likes to see things being done over time. Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. On this episode, I had the chance to talk to Rosie Robinson of Woof Design. She shares three things you can do to get your local pet business website discovered by potential customers. This includes using free tools from Google for local service and brick and mortar businesses. We also talk about using the right keywords. Rosie will explain why it's essential to list out descriptive keywords so customers can find you through Google or any other search engine. Now, what about online only businesses? I had to ask Rosie for some advice for you too. She explained some SEO strategies you can use beyond your own website, such as mentions on other people's blogs, podcasts, the press, etc. Then at the very end, Rosie shares some great advice that I want to repeat to you right now so you can keep it in mind while you listen to this episode. She says that SEO improvements are best when they're implemented slowly over time. So while you hear us talk about all the things that you can do to improve your website, please don't feel like you have to sit down for the whole entire weekend and do every single thing in one sitting. It's actually more strategic and also better for your mental health to do one thing per week. But before I hit play on this interview, I need to take a quick little detour about something that is time sensitive. Did you know that having a big heart is a strength in business? With compassion fatigue being a big issue in the pet industry, sometimes it doesn't feel that way. But my multi-passionate entrepreneur idol, Marie Forleo, says that big-hearted people like you and me are wired to succeed in a digital world. As women in the pet industry, we have really big hearts and we work hard every day to improve the lives of pets and their people. Over the last couple of years, Marie has taught me that compassion is actually our biggest competitive advantage. In addition to her amazing pep talks, Marie hosts her signature program, B-School, and is opening up enrollment for a limited time going on right now. (laughs) I first enrolled in B-School in early 2020, and over the last two tumultuous years, it has been such a great support to help me figure out exactly how to pivot my business and continue to thrive as a petpreneur. I could go on and on about all the things I love about this program, and I will, (laughs) but if you want to check it out now, you can find a link to my B-School review in the show notes for this episode. I'll go into more detail live on the Wear Wag Repeat Instagram account on Thursday night to answer any questions that you have. 
Currently, I am the only pet industry affiliate for B-School. So that means I get to offer really cool bonuses, including my own pet industry-specific online programs and one-on-one support. I'll tell you all about it live on Instagram, or you can read about it at that link in the show notes. Don't wait another year. This is your sign to bring your pet business dreams to life and to do it with me cheering you on. Okay, now let's hear about SEO from Rosie. Rosie Robinson of Woof Design has been working within the pet industry for over 16 years now. She built two six-figure dog walking businesses and then transitioned to website design full-time when she moved down to live by the seaside in the UK. Having run her own local pet care businesses for many years, she is an expert in local SEO, Google business profile, and how to get your pet business visible in Google. Her methods are tried and tested on her own businesses, and then the magic sauce is used for her clients. During 2020, Rosie launched her Ready, Steady, Woof service, which helps local pet business services get online quickly, affordably, and effectively. Then at the end of 2021, she opened the doors to Woof Ninjas, a mentoring and coaching program. Rosie loves working with pet business owners to create digital homes that they can be proud of and that helps their businesses thrive. Hi, Rosie. Hello, Tori. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me. Yes, it's so lovely. I love, I've had a few British guests lately, and it's just lovely to have everyone's beautiful accents on the show. <laughs> uh, it's nice to have the mixture of everyone, isn't it? It, it, it? We're lucky to live in a world where we can talk to people all over the place uh, yeah, very easily. Mm. And so that also means we can learn from your expertise. Uh, and today we're going to talk a lot about SEO and Google business profile, which I know nothing about. Uh, so I'm excited to learn about that. Um, but maybe, maybe if you want to start, I always like to kind of go back in time and ask people what inspired them to get into the pet industry in the first place. Was there a pet or uh, something that happened that inspired you to start working with pets? Uh, okay. So mine wasn't so much of an inspiration. It was meant to be a very temporary thing. Um, so I had a business in London and it due to the recession in 2008 or 2010, I had to close it down. And my partner, Kelly, was dog walking at the time. And she said, oh, come and do dog walking with me just while you work out what you want to do while you're setting up something else like that. So I went and helped Kelly temporarily. And then 16 years later, I was still doing it. And we'd worked together all that time and built up the businesses and started making websites for people. So mine wasn't so much of inspiration. It was a get into it and just absolutely love it and run with it and think, wow, this is absolutely amazing. And yeah, just carry on doing it. So the and very so when, point, yeah. Sorry. When you guys first started, did mm. you have, did, did you use your website for marketing or how did you kind of get the word out back then? Yeah. So this is a really interesting bit where we were um, in our area. And um, it was at that 
point because I feel like the pet industry has really grown hugely in a very, very short space of time. So when we started dog walking, there weren't very many other dog walkers. And also there were hardly any with websites. It was very much a sort of um, part-time thing that you would do to get a little bit of extra money, work it around your other part-time job. It was all a bit sort of cash in hand and it wasn't a sort of in inverted commas proper job, you know? Um, and so we came along and we were like, right, well, if we're going to do this, let's run it as a business and do it properly. Let's build a website. So I built the website, having built websites for the other businesses as well, um, built the website to promote ourselves. And suddenly we just found ourselves inundated with inquiries for our own business. And that's then what led to us setting up the next company, which was training up dog walkers and bringing in clients for them. And they all had their own little mini businesses and everything as well. So yeah, it was it was down to the website that I built and the inquiries it brought in. They weren't at that point, there, I don't think there were really Facebook groups. So you couldn't go on the local Facebook group and advertise yourself or anything. So it was either a business card in vets or posters, you know, on a lamppost. Um, and I remember people putting magnets on poo bins and things like that. It was very sort of organic, old school marketing. But we came in and, and, and did a website and it just took off. It was absolutely brilliant. There was a lot less competition at that point as well. Um, but yeah, that's that's sort of how it how it um, started and how it progressed. And because I made our first website, it was so successful. That's when everybody started slowly coming to me for the websites. And that's where the website design business developed over many years as well. Yeah, I love that story. And so now nowadays, that was like 10 years ago ish, give or take. Um, yeah. Nowadays, if you are to if you were to start a a, a dog walking or pet sitting business and just created a website and just put it out there. You, you can't necessarily get the same kind of amazing results. You need to implement things like SEO um, because like you said, it's just exploded and there's so much competition. So, so yeah. what are some, I guess, like diving into the SEO kind of stuff, or maybe that's not even the answer. I'll let you tell me the answer. Like what, what is the key nowadays to setting up a website or even improving your current website to get people's eyes on it? So I would say the number one thing that I see that people don't do on their website is actually list the areas that they're working. The idea with a website is you need to tell Google and your potential clients who are visiting the website what you do, who you do it for, and where you do it. So if you haven't got those things explicitly written on the website, Google can't then read them to then show your website to the search users. And when you have somebody who's interested in your services and they found your website, maybe from you posting it online or something like that, or social media, they then can't read the areas that you're operating in either. So there's kind of two steps to this. Um, I put the areas on the website and do a special tag with them on the back end so that it places importance on that. And I've got blog posts and bits and pieces written so that people can read through. It's a bit, a bit long to sort of go into depth on a podcast, but there's blog posts and things that you can read. But even if you don't tag it, even if you don't do the special stuff, even if you just put it on your homepage, just in plain text, 
that's really, really super helpful for Google. And if you've got a footer on your website, you can put your areas in there as well. The other really important thing is to make sure that you are calling your services exactly what they are so that Google knows exactly what you do. So I know when we love to market things, we we make up lots of fun names and really cute names for our dog walks and things like that. We can still use them on the website, but we must remember to use the actual specific search terms that search users would be using, which are very plainly dog walking, dog training, dog, dog grooming, dog grooming salon, all of those very, very plain words that Google can read and then your search users can read. Use the fun names by all means as well, but make sure that you include those services. So you're really super directly telling Google exactly what you're doing. And you can and use a lot of those fun, those fun words you can use a lot on your social media or in yeah. blog posts or kind of longer things, but Google's not gonna, people, I think in the pet industry love to put the word paw in everything <laughs> yeah. and Google doesn't understand it. Yeah. And I think it's uh, one of my favorites, and I love this, is when people call things like adventure trails and things like that, which is really lovely. It, you know, the the vision that you've got of these adventure trails of the, the dogs rambling through the forest and on the beach and whatever is really great. It's a lovely vision that it gives, but it's not very helpful with your SEO. So by all means, you can talk about your adventure trails, but when we're talking about page titles, and page URLs, and all of those sorts of things, make sure you call it a dog walk so that Google knows it's a dog walk because your search users aren't going to be searching for an adventure trail. They're going to be searching for a dog walk. And that's what we need to match up. We need to match up what the search user is putting in and what's on our website. Excellent. And so I interrupted you, but you were going to go into number three. Number three is Google Business Profile, which until about two months, two months or three months ago was called Google Google My Business, but it's now called Google Business Profile. And this is uh, worldwide. Anybody who is a local service business, so that's your walker, your groomer, your trainer, your daycare, your cat feeder, your shop, Google Business Profile is absolutely essential to your SEO strategy. And I really cannot emphasize this enough. If you don't have one, your homework is to go and make one. It's free. It's completely free. It's a free service by Google. I don't know how long it will remain free. I'm sure we might be charged for it at some point. But right now, it's totally free. And it's like a mainline straight into the heart of Google. It's like Google's product. So if we use Google's product to tell Google what we do, who we do it for, and where we do it, then Google's got that all on a sheet of paper. It's all there for Google to read. So I would definitely say if you haven't got a profile, then go and set one up. And if you have, but you kind of set it up when you set up your business and you haven't done anything with it since, then make sure you go and use it every single week or every single day. You should be using it almost like a social media platform. You know, we have a we put a post on Facebook every day or we do our Instagram like every other day or something like that. Google business profile should be used in the same way. They've got a post facility. You can add photos. You can caption photos with your 
you know, your service title and your areas and everything like that. You can put special events in, you can put special offers in. And all of these get shown on your knowledge panel, which is that little square which talks about your business in the search engine listings. It's all there for everybody to read. You can turn on messages now. You can have people contact you directly through Google Business Profile. It's really, really super important. I had no idea that you could post on there. So like, for example, if you're a dog walker, dog hiker or something, and you're taking photos on the dog hikes and you're posting them on Instagram, you could take those same photos and be posting them once a week or whatever on yeah. Google business profile. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And it really, we see a huge difference when the profiles are used in this way and in this manner. I usually say to my clients, if you can't commit to weekly, uh, if you can't commit to daily, that's fine. Like do it twice a week, Monday and Thursday, Tuesday and Friday, something like that. But d- whatever you can commit to, make sure you do it. Make sure all of your areas are put in there. Make sure that you're getting your clients to leave you reviews on there. Google loves it when reviews are left for your business. Make sure you reply to those reviews as well. There's lots to do on there. I would love to set up a course on how to do it with all the tips and tricks I know. But the problem is Google is changing things so often that by the time I built it, the course would be out of date. So all I can say is it's nice and simple and easy to set up and use. Go and explore it. There's even um, a section with statistics on who's viewed your business page, your business profile, where they are, how they've looked at you, or all sorts of things. So actually, it's really great to have stats when we're looking at doing marketing and there's more stats there to be looked at. So yeah, it's a fantastic opportunity to really raise the visibility of your local pet business hundred percent. And is there anything like that or can't, or can a online business use that kind of strategically? Is there a workaround? No, I wouldn't personally, I wouldn't. So um, I'd love to have a workaround. The rules Oh, no, absolutely not. It's not for online businesses. So for example, with Woof Design, my website design company, I don't have one. I'd love to have one because it's such a great platform, but I can't have one because I make websites for people all over the world. And that's not the point of Google Business Profile. So I don't have one. So if you are a bricks and mortar shop, then it's 100% for you. But if you're an online business only, so you've got an e-commerce store, but you only sell online, it's not for you. Right. But for dog walkers and and people who don't necessarily have a a physical storefront for people to walk into, they could still use it though. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Definitely. And there's a setting in there where you can say, don't show my address and you add in your areas and the difference is, so there's two different styles of map. And this is the one thing that people do get wrong sometimes when you're, when you have a physical location that people can visit like a shop, you should have, it should show the street map with the pin in it. If you're a dog walker or a trainer or um, uh, somebody that goes and visits people at their location or in the park or mm-hmm. your, you know, something like a that. A mobile groomer. Mobile maybe. groomer, yeah. exactly. That's when you hide your address. Google still knows your address because you verified it. So he, Google knows where you are, but you hide your address. And you make sure that you put all of your individual areas in one by one and you submit them. And then Google will show a little radius map. So you get a sort of, 
a map with a, a little red mm-hmm. radius over the top of it. So people who are looking at it can go, oh, yeah, that's my area. Brilliant. Good, good. So that's a little tip to know what to look for. If you if you have the pin and you don't want the pin, <laughs> yeah. you can get the radius. <laughs> yeah, have the radius. And you you should have the radius as well. If you're if you're a dog trainer who's going and visiting people at their own homes, then definitely it is for you. Dog walkers, it's for you, 100%. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Do you want to make your pet business dreams a reality in less time for less money while having way more fun? Marie Forleo's B-School is a six-week online program that teaches you how to run a profitable, values-driven business that will profoundly change the quality of your life. I'm an alumni of the course, and after learning so much and implementing it in my own pet business over the last two years, I decided to become the only pet industry B-School affiliate partner. If you're interested in enrolling in this life-changing program, please sign up through wherewagrepeat.com slash bschool, and you'll also get access to over $1,100 worth of Wear Wag Repeat bonuses, including my own pet industry-specific online programs and tons of one-on-one support. Enrollment is only open for a very limited time. Don't wait another year. Head over to wherewagrepeat.com slash bschool and take the first step towards your pet business dream. So now, so what about the people who are online only? Um, You know, how can they use some online tools like maybe, um, you know, being really smart about their keywords on, at, with at their SEO or something like that. What would you advise as like, you know, for the for the physical business people, Google business profile, that's your homework. But what about for everybody else? What's their homework? So this is a little bit more tricky. And it's a little bit more tricky because you have got, there's a lot more competition for what you're, so if you're, say you're an e-commerce online store, you and you're selling dog collars, not only are, and you hand make them and they're beautiful, but you're sitting at home on your sewing machine making them beautiful, handmade, bespoke. So are lots of other people as well. And they're trying to sell them online as well. Not only that, but you're also competing when somebody searches for a dog collar with Amazon and with Monster Pets and with uh, pets at home we've got over here. I don't know what some big ones are with you. Che- but- like Chewy and Petco Chewy, would yes. be the big ones here. Yeah. Exactly. So you're competing with those guys as well. So I would say the trick to e-commerce is, so maybe a few tricks, is, as you said, really think about your keywords. And so your keywords for products would include colors, textures, fabrics, whether something's organic, whether it's vegan, all of those sort of descriptive things about your product, make sure that they're included in your product titles and your descriptions, anywhere that you can write them. You... <laughs> that's that's Lucy saying that she wants a new collar. <laughs> <laughs> your homework to go and buy Lucy a new collar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I would definitely have a really good thing about your products, all the descriptive words that you can use and make sure that they're included in your product titles and your descriptions and everything like that. Because 
maybe you can never hope to compete for red dog collar. But if somebody's searching for a red tartan dog collar with a gold buckle or something like that, those longer phrases that people search for, you can definitely, definitely compete for those. Absolutely. Um, So I would definitely look at your keywords and really brainstorm all of the keywords and all of the descriptors about your products that you can do. Works for pet food and collars and everything. Yeah. And I I think it's, I think one of the struggles that I imagine for people is that they want to have these creative names like the queen of hearts caller or, um, you know, mystical dragon adventure leash or something like that. But, uh, that's really fun and all, but it would be better to just name it a descriptive term of what it is. Yeah, it would be, you know what, if you want to keep the product title with the fun stuff in, Ideally, yes, you put all the descriptive stuff in it. But if you want to keep the product title, then, you know, some sometimes we have to break the rules a little bit. But make sure you include all of those words in the descriptive text, at least. The other really important place to include all the descriptive text and words, rather than um, just using the magical words, for example, is in the alt tags. Now, Whether you're using WordPress or Squarespace or Shopify, whichever platform you're on, you can go and optimize your alt tags. And these are the words that are used in Google in the text behind your website for accessibility purposes. So we don't want to spam these because they are for accessibility. They're for our our website users who are using um, text to speech and things like that. So we need to, you know, be aware of that and not not spam anybody. But for example, again, if you've got an alt tag and it's just red dog collar, there's more competition in the image search listings than there is for red tartan dog collar with gold buckle, etc., etc. Waterproof, yes, clean, easy to clean, something like that. So. Like I always say with keywords, never spam. You should always write naturally, organically, and be true to true to what it is. But optimizing is all about sort of thinking outside the box a little bit and thinking about more words to use than we would normally use. And then for e-commerce, I would probably say as well, Google Shopping Feed can be a bit of a nightmare to implement, but really, really worth doing used to be only paid for ads and is now free to everybody. So if if it's a little bit tricky, I know Shopify, it's a little bit easier to do it. If it's too difficult, find somebody to do it for you because it has to be done right. But it, yeah, why not? Again, it's a Google product. They've made it free for all the small businesses to help them compete with the big guys. So why wouldn't we use that? Yeah, I just recently was looking for these very specific pink snow pants that I wanted <laughs> for my dog. <laughs> and uh, I, I I knew exactly the ones I wanted, but it's kind of, you know, getting to the end of winter. So it was hard to find them. Yeah. And I used Google shopping and it directed me to a local, like a, a small business um, who I, who had them listed on their website and I bought them and they shipped them to me, but I could tell it was definitely a store that does a lot more in-person business than online, but it was it came up in my Google shopping results. And so it really does work. Yeah, it absolutely does. And I 
I thought that was really brilliant of Google to realize that to even because you know what Google's just trying to provide the best search experience for us because we're basically Google's customer aren't they they're making money out their ads but ultimately they want to provide the best search experience for the users so rather than just giving us a load of shopping which is just you know all the big guys which isn't really inspiring or helpful to us they want to include all the small businesses. They want, you know, they made it free. They want us to use their tools so that we can get visible in Google. To, to some extent, you know, they're really trying to help by make it free. So, yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. Google feed. Yeah, I did it for, um, I can't remember what Christmas present it was. I think I was looking for some very specific gloves for my mum that she'd seen her somewhere or other. But again, a bit like you, put it into Google Shopping Feed and there are all these little, and I think I bought them in the end from a, a little independent store that was in the, the north of the, the UK, so not anywhere near me. Um, but it was lovely to be able to shop from that small shop at Christmas. Brilliant. Yeah, and I, I know as a business owner myself, um, I can just imagine those little businesses when they get their order and they're like, oh, this person in this town ordered something from me. Like that's so random and crazy. Um, but yeah. it's kind of exciting, you know, as business owners, we, we understand the excitement when you hear the Shopify cha-ching noise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so this is just wonderful advice. And, and I think a lot of this, the, the keywords um, for, both service businesses and product businesses is just such great advice. And I think people can't hear it enough. Um, yeah. But in the in a couple minutes that we have left, I just wanted to ask you really quickly, because a lot of that is on-page SEO. Yeah. Um, and then there's another thing to think about, which is off-page SEO. And I think this can be confusing for a lot of people. And I was just wondering if you could Take take a minute or two to kind of explain what the difference is and and why we need both. Yeah, so off page SEO is so the things that we've talked about are on page SEO and stuff that we're going to do to our own website. To support that, we can also do off page SEO. Actually, I guess Google Business Profile is off really because it's on a different platform, but it's supportive of our website and our business as a whole, isn't it? I always say that our website should be the beating heart of our business. That's where you're trying to direct all of your traffic to so that people can um, either book or buy or reserve or do whatever they need to on your website. So off-page SEO is anything that we can do to support our SEO strategy to drive traffic to our website. Now, if we think about using our keywords that we've got and brainstormed, so that's all our services and our local areas and our product titles and everything like that, it's using them in as many places over the internet that we can do with the name of our business as well. So if we've got lots of mentions all over the internet, if we think about the internet like a great big spider's web, and every time there's a mention of our business on the spider's web, a little LED light comes on, the more little tiny LED lights that we can ping on shines the light on our business, and Google starts to take notice of it. So it's about thinking for your business, where can we turn those little lights on? So that might, that for as an obvious one, it's your social media. So your social media platforms, Google business profile we've spoken about. Directories are a really interesting one. I love using directories still. I'm not tired of these yet. Um, if you're a local business, 
then you've got two different types of directories. You've got the um, you've got the local ones, which is like a directory that might be for your local area that's featuring local businesses. So they can be really good because we get that little ding light for the geographic area that we're in. Um, and the other type is the industry specific. So, for example, we've got uh, directories for dog walkers, directories for pet businesses, uh, directories for online shops, if that's you, dog trainer directories, if that's you. Um, we've got a really great one over here called the Groomer Spotlight, which is for uh, qualified groomers who have been through all their city and guilds and everything like that. And this gives, um, it gives, it adds authority to your website and your business and your business's name all over the internet. Um, so yeah, any, any, if you're appearing on a podcast like I am today, there'll be a link to, I hope there'll be a link to my website. Absolutely. <laughs> on, the, on the website. So that's a little, that's a nice little um, bit of off-page SEO because it's a backlink back to my website from Tori's wonderful website, which is, you know, featuring all these people and Google's looking at it is going, is going, oh my God, Tori's website is absolutely amazing. She she must think well of Rosie because she's put her website link on uh, on her page. So we'll, we'll it's about spreading the Google juice across the internet from businesses to businesses, whether that's directories, if you write um, a guest blog post for somebody and you feature on that and there's a little bit at the bottom that says this blog post was written by Rosie at Woof Design you can visit her here bloody bloody blah so it's if we think about those places that we can um, give our website a little bit of credit or our services or our business name or our geographic areas or our products if you appear um, in the press as well oh my god that's amazing um little you know nice big tick for your off-page SEO isn't it so it's a it's kind of like about spreading your name and lighting up the lights across the internet I love that and and spreading the google juice (laughs) yeah google love yeah yes yes so we're all we're not slaves to google but we are um using it to our advantage yeah absolutely we kind of have to work with google don't we because that's you know, we have to say as well, other search engines are available, but generally everybody uses Google. So, you know, if we want to, if we want to be found, then we, as I say, we should never spam. Really, we need to be doing everything naturally, organically, write about your business, write about your services. And if we do that consistently and honestly to our own business without writing things that we think we should be writing, Generally, that works, you know. Google's Google's not silly. Google can see something that's not true. So just go out there, be consistent, be slow and steady. SEO is not about quick wins. It's about a slow and steady process. And, you know, if I've done an hour with someone about SEO, I, I always say to them, don't go and try and do everything immediately. Google likes to see things being done over time. So it, it you're going to drive yourself crazy if you try to spend the whole weekend doing everything that we've just discussed. It's far better to spread it over three months and do little bit by little bit. And that will give you the steady growth in the long run. Well, I think that is just the best advice to wrap up on. So everyone is really clear on, on the homework that we're giving them. <laughs> um but Rosie, tell everyone because there's so much more and you have an amazing blog that's full of really, really great posts that explain how to do a lot of things. So tell everyone where they can find you online. 
Absolutely. So my website is Woof Design, which is W-U-F, woofdesign.co.uk. And I've got my blog on there. It's got a really great, even though I say it myself, really great six-part mini-series all about SEO, but it really, really goes back to basics. And I wrote it because I was saying the same things over and over to people. And I'm like, damn, I have to get this down. So I sat there, wrote it all out and everything. And that's what I send to people now. And it really, really does go right, right back to the start. So we can understand what Google's doing. And that will then help us implement everything that we need to. So that's my website. My face, I generally tend to hang out more on Facebook because that's where everybody seems to be for my clients. So I'm Woof Design, W-U-F on Facebook. And my personal profile is Rosie Robinson. Awesome. Well, Rosie yeah. Robinson, it's been a pleasure talking to you. <laughs> and um, I love I love talking about SEO and learning more little. I feel like there's always a little trick that I don't know. Um, so it's always wonderful to learn. And yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. You are very welcome. Anytime. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wherewagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.